Hi, I'm Denise Bailey. And I'm Dr. Monica Parker. And you're listening to My Parents Are Now My Kids, a medical doctor's view and daughter's journey through memory loss and other dementias. As a doctor, I'll help you navigate through the often confusing, confounding, and frequently frustrating technical aspects of dementia. And as a daughter, I'll share with you some things I've experienced caring for and loving my parents who both struggled with these disorders. We want you to have hope and to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And we'll tell you that sometimes that light is coming straight at you and you just have to get out of the way. Let's get started. This week, Dr. Monica Parker continues her discussion with Victoria Archibald, Certified Senior Advisor for Care Patrol. Care Patrol has offices throughout the United States, and they provide senior living options for families based upon care needs. What is that first meeting with a family like? What is the kind of information that you accept or you obtain? Excellent question. So oftentimes, again, when we get the referral, the person is either in a hospital or in a rehab facility, but often, but sometimes they're at home. So we will either go to uh, wherever they are, either to their home or if they're in an acute or subacute facility, we will go and we will meet with them and we'll meet with the family. We do a full assessment and that assessment includes understanding what their medical history is, what their care needs are and will be, what their financial um, uh, resources are in terms of paying for care. If they have any geographical preferences, maybe they want to be in Buckhead, but on the other hand, maybe they want to be in Peachtree City. We want to understand that. And then uh, from that, we decide on maybe a time that we can agree to tour some of these, you know, if we're going to be looking at communities. Uh, but but that, that meeting, that initial meeting really is a full-blown assessment of what the person's needs are going to be. Okay. So what are actually the differences in the types of, I'm going to say residential accommodations? We talked about in-home care, and I know that getting services and getting different agencies to come into the home um, can be a challenge. Um, As a caregiver myself, the challenge has always been to have a consistent caregiver who provides that service um, regularly. Um, so that kind of, I call it custodial care that's in-home care is one thing, but what's the difference between assisted living care and memory care? Okay. Excellent. So assisted living really is, is there for folks who, um, may or may not need help with activities of daily living. So You know, it may be a retired person who is living at home and who's having some health challenges. Maybe they are um, needing to make sure that they get three nutritious meals a day and they really don't want to cook for themselves. Maybe they are needing a little help with getting a shower or maybe they need help with dressing or grooming. 
maybe they just want socialization. You know, they're isolated, they're living alone. Maybe they're a widow or widow uh, or a widower, and they're living alone, and they they're lonely, and they want to be in a community of people like themselves that they can socialize with. So, so that's what an, a traditional assisted living community can provide. They can move in, they can have their own apartment, uh, they can go and come as they want, but yet they know that there's someone there to help them if they need the help. They get three nutritious meals a day. Uh, there's someone, they get their apartment clean, they get their laundry done. Uh, oftentimes the larger communities will provide some limited transportation to the residents, all kinds of activities all day long, lots of opportunities for socialization. Uh, but the person is able cognitively to get from point A to point B without much assistance. Um, if the person is diagnosed with dementia or, or a form of dementia um, and can no longer really navigate doing those things on their own, maybe they need to be reminded to take a shower. Maybe they have to have someone manage their medications. Um, Maybe if it's a more advanced case, they may be exit seeking. So in other words, they're living in an environment at home where they're starting to wander. And I've had lots of clients who were living alone and the neighbors were calling the police because they were walking out of their apartment or out of their home and they were confused and didn't know where they were and didn't know how to get back home, things of that nature. In that case, we would always recommend that that person be in a secure memory care community. And there are, there are communities that all they do is service and support people with dementia. The, the whole building is designed and staffed with people who support people with dementia. And then in most cases, the, the memory care neighborhood is part of a larger assisted living building. So you may have, 100 residents in a building, 80 of them are on the assisted living side, as we call it, and 20 of them are in memory care. Memory care is always secure. So people who live there cannot just walk out the door and wander off and, and, and obviously be in an unsafe situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for that clarity, because a lot of people want to go into memory care or assisted living, and it can be quite a daunting process. And I appreciate what you're saying about the different types of care. And I appreciate the services, but are you what we would call a care manager or a social worker? What would we call you? What is, I know what your role is, as you've defined it and looked at things, but what actually, how, what would we call you? How would I refer to you? I mean, I know how to call you, but what are you? Well, officially my title is Certified Senior Advisor. And so my role is primarily to help people figure out what their best care needs are. What, 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 what is the best option for them to receive the care they need? And in most cases, that is them going into a supportive living environment like an assisted living community, like a memory care community, Maybe it's independent living, maybe it's a residential personal care home. But you know, 90% of the folks that we work with are gonna be placed in one of these supportive living uh, environments. 
10% or so are going to be folks who want to remain in their home and they're going to want care to come into the home. We also work with private duty home care agencies and make those referrals uh, in that that instance. So as a certified senior advisor, my, my training is in how to understand the aging process and then how to help families make the decision on what the best care option is for their loved one. Now, oftentimes my referrals come from social workers or from case managers or discharge planners. So we're very connected with social workers and oftentimes families can, you know, they they confuse me as a social worker because the other thing I try to do is I try to provide other resources that a family may need. For instance, um, if, if a family is going, has made the decision to move mom out of her home into an assisted living community, one of the big barriers is mom's lived in this house for 60 years. She's got all this stuff. What are we going to do with this stuff? So um, what I do is I come and I recommend uh, individuals who own companies who specialize in helping mom figure out what to do with her stuff. And um, and that's that's part of that sort of one-stop shop that I like to refer to. So it's not just, oh, let's go out and let's look at some places and let's place mom. But there are other components to that 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 we try to bring along because people don't all, all, they don't always know who to contact. Uh, maybe it's a situation where, uh, you know, mom or dad has dementia. They have not designated anyone as their power of attorney or they've not set up, you know, an estate or, you know, or trust. Uh, we work, I work with elder care attorneys and I can refer, uh, I don't get compensated for those referrals, but it's just part of my service to, mm-hmm. uh, to my patients. I've had patients who called and said, you know, my mom is, has dementia and she's sundowning and, and we don't know what to do. We can't handle her. And I will say, okay, I, I would recommend you take her to this behavioral health hospital and get her admitted. You know, so I really try to educate myself on what the resources are in the community. So when I'm talking to families, I'm not just talking to them about XYZ community. I'm also talking to them about other things that they may need uh, for their loved one. So as I'm listening to you, I think you're going to be more valuable to most of our families than my typical social worker or discharge planner because of all the things that you're talking about. And to be quite honest with you, families deal with getting persons placed somewhere. But then, like you said, there's a whole house that needs to be done away with, you know, stuff needs to be managed and you know as a person who's going through that right now I'd sure love to pay somebody just to do that (laughs) um it's awful so I want to thank you Miss Archibald for giving all this very valuable information because I honestly didn't ever understand it as a physician and I know if I don't understand it as a physician most families don't understand it either that being said how can we get in touch with you Yes. How do we get in touch with Care Patrol and Ms. Archibald? Yes. So my direct number is 404-583-1231. The other really easy way to get in touch with me is to go to our website, which is really easy. 
It's www.carepatrol.com. And depending on where the person lives, they will either see my webpage or they will see another Care Patrol person who's in that particular area. So for your for your audience that's outside of the metro Atlanta area, if they're in Birmingham and they go to carepatrol.com, they're gonna, it's gonna display the person in Birmingham that does what I do. Ms. Archibald, one of the things that um, people may be curious about, I mean, I'm listening to you and just listening to you, I'm relieved. What kinds of responses have you gotten from the families that you've been working with? So I, I have to tell you that um, I never imagined being able to find a work that would be so personally fulfilling. Uh, I had a corporate career for a couple of decades. I owned another business for about a decade. But when I, when I discovered this business, what I really realized is that there are a lot of folks out there who need someone to hold their hands through the process. And the feedback that I've gotten, and, and, and actually, if, if anyone wants to go to my Google site, my Google review page, we try to put a lot of the reviews that we get from our clients on that site. But it, it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been amazing. I mean, a lot of times I'm reading these reviews and, I, and you know, it brings me to tears because you don't always know that you're having that kind of impact on people. And you don't know their journey until you until they tell you how much you've helped them and how much your being involved made such a difference in their life and them trying to make this very difficult and very emotionally stressful decision with their loved ones. So yes, it's, it's very been very rewarding. Thank you, Dr. Parker. Thank you, Denise, for this opportunity to share information with your audience. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. For more information about Care Patrol and their services, visit their website, carepatrol.com. That's C-A-R-E-P-A-T-R-O-L.com. And follow us on Twitter, MPMK at MPMK Podcast. And on Instagram and Facebook, my parents are now my kids. Thanks for listening. See you next time.